Good morning from the heart of New York City. This is Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Podcast dedicated to one thing to learn and apply to eat better daily. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself That Today, your personal nutritionist, your personal health and wellness coach, your personal fat loss guru, your personal diet advisor, food detective, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for healthy eating, healthy food, uh, nutrition, everything and anything we put on our plates and in our mouth, hopefully to feel great, look amazing, and perform the best on all levels. Uh, today's episode, uh, I'm dedicating to I'm dedicating to answering uh, a lot of interesting questions. Not a lot, but a few uh, that I've been asked uh, over the past few days or on Quora, where I also very often uh, answer different interesting questions that I find useful uh, for you or um, for myself to do more research and get better at coaching people on healthy eating, healthy lifestyle, training, nutrition, fat loss, etc. Um, so first, uh, very interesting questions, uh, guys, at least for me. Uh, if most weight loss experts have never been obese, can they really be considered expert in the weight loss arena? Isn't it similar to a mechanic who has never rebuilt an engine, but has only performed oil changes on a well-running one? Uh, you know, it can it can be a confusing question because the comparison of weight loss expert to a mechanic is not exactly accurate at all. Um, consider next thing. Uh, if you, for example, for some reason, decide to go to a surgeon, let's say a plastic surgeon, does one, uh, or a dentist, does one have to experience all the procedures that he's supposed to be good at uh, performing for other people for um, quote-unquote uh, experience? Uh, do you have to like perform all the plastic surgeries on yourself or all the dental procedures on yourself? Of course not. You work on other people. That's how you get experience. Uh, you know, the more people you work with, the more experience you have. So the same goes for a weight loss expert. You're kind of like a doctor, a fat loss doctor, and uh, you don't necessarily have to get through abyss yourself because you yourself it just is just another case individual case so the more you work with other people the more you help uh, other people to solve to solve their obesity and fat loss problem that's how a, a weight loss expert get their experience not the by uh, being obese and getting over it. Actually, people who um, were obese at some point tend to fall in love with some one idea of uh, getting over obesity and fixing their metabolism and um, get rid of a bunch of weight. They usually uh, fall in love with their own method and then just assume that it works for a lot of people. Whereas a person who's never been obese doesn't really fall in love with any idea because all his her experience in for example in my case my experience um, comes from working with other people um, yes I know how to change my body composition and that's why I'm always playing with macros and nutrition and you know building my muscle mass uh, 
increasing or decreasing my my body fat percentage a little bit here a little bit there not of course like becoming obese why would I do that to myself uh, you know I don't want to get sick um but I also, you know, work with the, oh, with a lot of people who want to lose belly fat. Um, I I, did, I never worked with people actually who were um, like 300 pounds, but I worked with a bunch of people who have uh, belly fat, you know, who were in their 40s or in their uh, 50s, uh, who just, uh, you know, let it loose and um, got this... Uh, belly problem and just got out of shape completely and got some um, heart problems, some blood pressure, uh, diabetes. Um, like I work with a lot of people like this. I also work uh, with hardcore people who want to get as lean as shredded as it possibly, uh, as it's possible for them staying uh, healthy. So those are my regular clients. But again, you don't have to be an expert in an area of weight loss. Uh, no, no, you don't have to be a beast yourself to become an expert in weight loss area. Not at all. It's actually better if uh, you never do and uh, draw your experience from other people's uh, examples, not uh, from your own, because uh, we tend to amplify our own experience as the one and only. So just an interesting question, how some people might think. Um, uh, next question. Is it necessary to be in a calorie surplus to build muscles? Um, tricky question for a lot of reasons. Building muscle mass, building anything requires material and requires uh, more, uh, uh, not like calories too, but not necessarily, you know, you need uh, um, excess amino acids, more protein that uh, you use for your maintenance. That's how you build your lean muscles. The tricky part here, guys, is you don't have to get more calories from your food necessarily. You can actually design your meal plan so your body will get the excess energy it needs for building your lean body mass from your own fat storage. So basically, uh, you give your muscles with the, uh, the signal with your training that you need to increase muscle strength and muscle mass to work with increased weight. Uh, and then because of your, uh, and actually, uh, if you are in calorie deficit, not a huge one, but um, just maybe a couple of hundred calories, uh, your body will start burning your own fat for energy when it needs to build the lean body mass that is needed to support your training. But again, you got to be really precise and careful when you're designing that kind of protocol. That's why it's so hard for a lot of people to do so, because you, you have to be like a mathematician with your own body. You have to really know what's your, through experience, you know, nobody knows for sure, and it's different for everyone. You got to figure out what's your maintenance level for calories. Uh, you also got to make sure that you consume more than enough protein for building uh, lean muscle mass, but not going too much overboard either. Uh, and then, um, again, if your main goal is to build lean body mass, uh, staying clean or getting cleaner, 
but building muscle, you just want to make sure that you're tricking your body into burning your own fat for fuel during the building work. So it's not necessary to be in a caloric surplus, caloric surplus that comes from your food, but you got to have calories um, that will come from your fat to uh, give your body necessary energy to build the muscles. So next question, cholesterol. Um, uh, a couple of people, vegan friends, ask me, uh, why is their cholesterol is still high, even though they've been on a vegan diet for a couple of years? There are two things about this question that you want to understand. Being vegan or vegetarian does not guarantee your um, healthy blood work and your blood lipids and triglycerides and cholesterol in a good range. Why? Because um, especially if on, you're on vegetarian diet, you know, you can eat a lot of low quality and uh, dairy products. Uh, uh, you can eat a lot of vegetable oils. And on vegan diet, you too can eat a lot of uh, vegetable oils and uh, a lot of refined carbohydrates. You can be junk food eater and vegan. Uh, and that can make your cholesterol numbers really bad and that can actually cause obesity or visceral fat accumulation, accumulation fat around your internal organs. So vegetarian vegan diet can be really poorly designed diet too. It does not guarantee that you're eating healthy when you are on a vegan or vegetarian diet. This is first thing. Second thing, um, in order for you to understand um, if you have healthy cholesterol and blood lipids numbers, you need to have more extended blood lipid panel, uh, meaning it's not only the total amount of cholesterol, not at all. It's the amount of HDL cholesterol or high-density um, lipid something, I forgot the full name of it, but HDL and LDL cholesterol, you got to know at least those numbers and look and at the um, at the ratio HDL to LDL, and it should be, as I remember, more than for a healthy individual, 2.5 or something like that, HDL to LDL, so your HDL should be uh, higher than the higher your HDL or good cholesterol, the bad, your LDL must be pretty low. So um, total cholesterol uh, that they give you with like general um, blood work uh, will not give you uh, an accurate picture of your metabolic health. And again, vegetarian vegan diet is not it is not a guarantee that your diet is actually healthy. Uh, another question is. Um, People ask me about uh, some examples of healthy and healthy meals. Um, healthy meals that are actually unhealthy. And uh, in this you know, area, I like to just point out to people that almost any food can be made unhealthy. Let's take, for example, broccoli, like, you know, super healthy stuff, right? But, oh, but what if you take those broccoli and you deep fry it uh, with some vegetable canola oil with some breadcrumbs, um, 
yeah, well, let's let's stop there. Is it still healthy? Of course not. First of all, deep frying at high temperatures destroyed all the nutrition that was there. It probably wouldn't even look like broccoli that you got. And all the vegetable oils, all the trans fats that are created by uh, high temperatures and deep frying at um, unstable oils, like, for example, canola oil um, or safflower oil, uh, will create, again, a lot of trans fats uh, and plus the, all the breadcrumbs from questionable quality of uh, grain product. Uh, that's also going to add some <laughs> some stuff to your to your broccoli that will cause either allergic or high inflammation uh, reactions uh, or um, will trigger your uh, immune system. So any food can be made unhealthy. You know, the same goes, you know, let's take such simple things as nuts. Yeah, nuts are pretty healthy food, but uh, if you fry them at high temperature with some, uh, again, canola oil or peanut oil, uh, then your nuts are not going to be healthy. They're going to have more pro-inflammatory fats than anti-inflammatory. And also, if you fry them or bake them at a really high temperatures, you're going to destroy all the antioxidants and all the healthy oils that were there in the first place. Um, so any food can be made unhealthy, guys. So uh, don't assume just because you're eating salad that it's healthy. You know, if you're eating your salad and it has uh, non-organic greens that were sprayed with God knows what, and there is some canola oil dressing with a bunch of sugars that have, I don't know, 50 different names, is it still healthy? Of course not. Uh, so, there are, again, every healthy meal that you have in your mind can be done unhealthy by either unhealthy methods of cooking or unhealthy ingredients. There is no food that is always, always healthy. Like, you can make shit out of anything and everything. And the last question we're going to address today is, do you lose muscles on a keto diet? To make it a little bit wider, I'm going to say, do you lose muscles on keto or low-carb diet? Um, basically, when your carbohydrates are really low um, and your fats are higher and, you know, protein is a questionable um, part of this question. <laughs> so, uh do you lose muscles on a keto or low-carb diet? A lot of people do. Why? Uh, especially on keto diet, because people start consuming all this fat and really little protein following macros that were designed for people uh, with epilepsy and uh, or metabolic diseases like cancer, cancer or other diseases where they need to eat low protein diet. And then people uh, wonder why they have more fat now and less muscles or having troubles building muscles. Well, guys, girls, uh, if you want to build muscles, if you want to uh, preserve the muscle tone that you have, you need your protein. It doesn't matter how much fat you eat, you know, eat whatever fat it is you want. But if you're not eating enough protein to support your lean body mass, and especially to build your lean body mass, uh, then yes, you can lose muscles. And yes, you will have trouble building muscles. As simple as that. 
protein number should be absolute number, depending on your training, on your goals, on your age, on your gender, on on your weight. If, uh, not sure if I mentioned that or not, uh, but uh, a lot of things. Girls, boys, in nutrition, in fitness, in training, in lifestyle. I mean, a lot, a lot of them got to be personalized. And you got to really concentrate on fine details. Not just, it's like with a lot of studies these days, you know, nutrition and health studies. Um, there was, you know, recent study that said people on low-carb diet live shorter lives. And they, in that study, considered low-carb diet um 40% uh, or somewhere around that uh, number uh, amount of carbohydrates, carbohydrate amount of energy that people got from carbohydrates. And also they never said what quality of those carbohydrates. Were people eating uh, low-carb, quote-unquote low-carb, because nobody in low-carb or keto moment considers 40% low-carb. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they never say what kind of diet they were eating, uh, and people are very bad at remembering what kind of diet they eat. Even if I ask someone, what did you eat last Sunday, a lot of people don't really know, or they're not sure, uh, not precisely. So, you know, find details. You know, you always need to know all the details. That's how you can design any kind of lifestyle, training, nutrition protocol that will make a difference in your life. And that's how you can make any conclusions based on some studies or some example. You need to know all the details. Generalities just don't work in that case. So to recap, guys, uh, to be an obesity expert and help other people, you don't need to be obese by yourself. It's best if you are not. Uh, can you put, do you need to be in a calorie surplus to build muscles? You need calories to build muscles, but they, they can come from your own fat, uh, not from your diet. Cholesterol, vegetarian and vegan diets. Vegetarian or vegan diets can be also unhealthy and junky. So, and plus you need to know not only your uh, total number of cholesterol, but also HDL, LDL, and there are other de uh, detailed um, blood lipids panels right now that you probably want to get instead of, you know, number that doesn't really tell you anything. Healthy, unhealthy meals. Any meal can be made unhealthy by adding unhealthy ingredients or cooking it in the wrong way, creating different kinds of carcinogens and toxins and what's not. Do you lose muscles on keto or on low-carb diets? Yes, you can. If you're under-eating protein all the time and uh, you have poorly designed training and lifestyle, yes, you can lose muscles, but you can also build muscle and maintain muscle. You need to design your training, your lifestyle, your nutrition properly. If you have any question, guys, about uh, nutrition, training, uh, about uh, fat loss, getting lean, building muscle, burning your own fat, uh, shoot me email to Angela to create yourself with your quick questions. You can now also schedule uh, a Skype complimentary uh, Skype session with me where I can answer your questions. I'm going to post the link in the show notes. Uh, so check it out. Um, and let's talk on, on Skype and where I answer really fast all your questions so you can see the progress that you seek in your fat loss, weight loss, getting lean, building muscle, 
protocols, getting into keto the smart way, doing intermittent fasting the smart way, anything and anything in between. Uh, I really want to help you to uh, reach your goals and be the healthiest and fittest person you want to be so you could chase your dream and we together could create the best world possible. Because healthy people are better people. That's I've always believed in that and still believe in that. Um, so that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. I love you all. I appreciate you all. I wish you the most health and fitness you can possibly have. And till next time, eat better daily. <laughs>